Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, he is here to help you advance your business further, whether it's in data, storage, or three generations of a whole lot more. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Michael Hansen, the president of Advanced Data Storage. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Uh, my name is Michael Hansen, and I am the president of Advanced Data Storage in Bakersfield. I'm also the president of Hansen's Moving and Storage. Uh, I'm also the president of Prime Medical Disposal, and I've also got a... Uh, a uh, real estate portfolio that I manage, a uh, personal real estate portfolio. Um, from Bakersfield, born and raised, I've got a beautiful wife named Andrea and two kids. That is a mouthful. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a lot of interest in a lot of we different do. businesses. We do, yes. For visioneers who are listening to this program on the podcast mm -hmm. and not watching it on YouTube, describe where we are. We're in the ADS uh, front warehouse, Warehouse One. We've got several warehouses, about 100,000 feet total. 100,000 square feet. About 100,000 square feet, and as you can see, we, we stack to the ceiling, basically. Bankers boxes, they're like, this is what, a story and a half tall? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Nothing but banker's boxes. Yes. Yeah, so believe it or not, people are still creating paper. There's a lot of cr uh, paper still being created. It's a, it's a very effective way of storing uh, information long term. It's an evolving business. Mm. We, we also uh, digitally deliver paper. So instead of physically delivering these files, we also scan and digitally deliver them. We, we have partners that we work with that do the scanning for us. Um, but it's an evolving industry, and, and one of the things we've been good at over the years is pivoting, and we've, uh, we've been able to step up with that. First of all, I don't know about you, but getting into paper data storage, yeah, that's not something I wake up one morning deciding this is the business I want to get into. Right. <laughs> well, how did you, first of all, why and how, and how'd this all come about? Yeah, so in fairness, I didn't start it. Okay. Uh, my father, I'm second generation in this business. My father started it with some partners mm -hmm. uh, in 92, I believe it was. Okay. Um, actually, a little bit before that, and I'll give you the, the background of this uh, particular facility. We're also in the moving and storage business. So Hanson's Moving and Storage is a 50-year-old company. I'm third generation president of that company. My father and his father started that moving uh, business 50 years ago uh, this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Hanson's Moving, was my father and my uncle at the time, and they partnered with the Buckleys who owned Reliable Moving and Storage at that time and bought a third moving company. It used to be called Young's Transfer in the 80s. And uh, they ran that for a little while, and they ended up evolving into the record storage business. Several moving companies uh, were starting the record storage side, and then the 80s and 90s, this business really started to take off. Was it because you guys had the physical space to do it? Was it a was it a simplification out of logistics, or what prompted that? 
We did have it. Uh, we had the space. We had the warehouse. There were some issues in the moving company at that time when oh. they bought it. There right. was some issues with the staff, uh, a particular person who was not being honest with money. And so... <laughs> a fear that a lot of business owners have. Which is very true. Uh, they kind of looked at each other and made the decision, what are we going to do with this company? Do mm. we shut the moving side of it down or do we evolve it into this thing called record storage that right. other people in other towns were getting into? So it started off with just a, you know, a couple thousand boxes in this front warehouse and then it, then it expanded from there. You mentioned that you've also provided the service of being able to digitally scan paper mm -hmm. documents mm -hmm. and being able to... Do you also store that digital information as well or do you have a, a third party second that goes through right. and stores that information we do not we do some uh smaller level scanning one file here a box here and we digitally deliver it to the customer and once they've downloaded it that that file goes away we partner with somebody uh, called stria in town they're a great partner uh, great friends of ours anything more than one box we send it over to them and right. we work really well with the customers through the life cycle of that information. So we'll store it, they can scan it, we store it during quality control and then we shred it. So mm. one of the, other, one of the imp uh, other important elements of this company is the shredding. We've got uh, six mobile shred trucks around town. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got two more online. We, they can't get chassis for those of you that understand the, uh, the <laughs> supply shortage. chain, supply the sh chain, supply right. chain, so, yeah. Uh, we've ordered a couple more. That side of the business is really growing and we're looking at expanding into some other regions uh, in, in, in our area. So uh, yeah, so, so we'll handle the destruction side of the, of the life cycle of the box as well. How many warehouses do you have here on the property? So there's technically five warehouses on this particular property and we've got one more auxiliary warehouse that's about 20,000 feet that's, that's full as well. Holy cow, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of paper. It's a lot of paper, yeah. We seem to be in a digital world, mm -hmm. in a digital domain, and it is proof by your business here, your thriving business, sure. that there's still a lot of paper being generated. There's a couple things at play. Okay. Uh, number one, the amount of data being created has exponentially grown the last five to ten years. Right. There is a ton of information being created. So even though less and less is being put on paper, right. it's still more and more information being being put on paper uh, in the grand scheme of it all. So got it. there's a couple other things also. Right. It's relatively inexpensive to store a box full of paper. It's very inexpensive if something happens to that digital data and you don't have a backup. So what you're seeing a lot of companies, especially government and oil companies, is mm -hmm. they're creating the digital uh, information mm -hmm. so it's easy to be shared, it's there in perpetuity for the most part, but they're also creating it in paper a lot of the important documents are put on paper for the long term. And in a lot of cases like that, these boxes aren't being destroyed for a long, long time. They stick around for a while. So even if your business should get cyber hacked, you still have a paper backup of what's important. That's right. Michael mentioned a moment ago that he's third generation and we're going to talk a little bit more in the next segment of a very important vision or question that many of you have been asking over the last couple of years about how to put your own stamp on a third generation business and Michael has definitely been doing that but before we get into that if visionaries want to get in touch with you how do they do that? best way to contact me at Advanced Data Storage is you can go to our website, www.advancedatastorage.com. Our office number is 661-397-3193. Uh, 
uh, you can call there and ask for me, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Social media? We are on social media. We're on somebody handles this for me, so uh, <laughs> but I have no idea how to get onto Instagram or any of that. Or but we're yeah, Facebook, Yelp, Instagram. LinkedIn, we're all over the place. So. And if you enjoy a small business celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we will get to that very important vision or question about putting your stamp on your own business after three generations when we come right back. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. I'm here with Michael Hansen, the president of Advanced Data Storage, and our visionary question comes from Stephanie who asks, I've been training what seems my whole life to take over the family business. What have you done to put your stamp on the company without bankrupting it? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I got thrown into this business very early on, right. this, this particular line of work. I'd, I'd grown up in the moving business. Uh, my whole life, so so coming into the record storage side was was kind of a different animal. Right. Uh, got thrown in at age 24. Um, one of the things that was important to me early on. So I'll kind of I'll kind of back up and, and give you a little bit of history of how I'm going to answer this question. So so in, in the 90s, right. uh, the partners here at ADS had gotten into scanning, gotten into digital services, uh, and they were on what you would call the bleeding edge of that technology. Right. Right. Spent a lot of money. They had two or three big oil customers and the oil industry kind of crashed at that time mm. and a lot of money down the drain, right? So right. Uh, move forward to when I kind of took over uh, in, in the mid-2000s. Somebody named uh, Jim Damien had a company called Stria in town and they were doing digital services, scanning boxes. Sure. And we looked at them as a big competitor. Hey, they're going to scan every box we have in our warehouse. And he looked at us as a competitor. I want to scan every box they have in their warehouse, right? So, so we kind of looked at each other as competitors. Right. And we, we did this for a little. I didn't really You're know. butting heads. But then all of a sudden, I kind of looked into what he was doing and said, that's not my wheelhouse. And he looked into what I was doing and said, this isn't what I want to do. Let's figure out how to get together. Jim actually called me. We had lunch. Uh, and we've become best friends ever since. Right. We still compete in certain ways. We mm. get customers that want to call us and say, hey, I've got some boxes I want to scan. Right. And I say, call my friend Jim. And he gets a lot of people that say, hey, I, I, I don't really want to digitize. I just want to store. Right. Call my friend Michael. So being competitors uh, to get better, we work with each other and we become, we come, become better. And we've been able to do design bids or we've worked together where I store, he scans, I destroy. We've been able to do a lot of really great stuff together as, as a team versus you know, kind of rethinking that. But I think in the beginning, the partners were looking at that as don't get too close to this guy because mm. you know, he's going gonna, gonna to find out who our customers are and that kind of stuff. But, but that was a, a really valuable lesson uh, that I learned early on. And I, and I do that in our moving company. And I do that in our other businesses where I find it's important to be friends and learn from what uh, one another are doing in your industry. So, Is your father still actively involved in the company? He is very active. He's, he's around every single day. And... and uh, I hope he's, he's, he's my best friend, he's my partner and uh, uh, business partner and 
he brings a ton of value to, to the company. He's, he's kind of taken a different role, uh, but, but he adds a lot of value. Does he still insist on the ad in the Yellow Pages? He does. <laughs> so, if, you look up, if you look up movers in Bakersfield, you're going to see one ad. Hanson's moving in storage. And uh, we're still in there. It's gotten cheaper. Uh, but we're still in the Yellow Pages on the moving side, and, uh, reluctantly. Um, we, we've, we've obviously pivoted in this business, and, and same in the moving side um, in all of our companies. But uh, we've got somebody that handles our social media and our digital marketing and our Google ad clicks and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we've we've obviously pivoted and, and kept up with the times on that. But there are some things that are that are <laughs> still you know, legacy. We're, we're still a, in a lot of ways a, a old school family run company, and that's that's important to us. And right. we've got a family feel at all of our businesses. So you mentioned that you were thrown into this business at the age of 24. First of all. Why were you thrown into the business at age 24? Another story I won't get completely <laughs> into, but uh, there was uh, four partners in this particular business uh, kind of at different stages in their lives, and I wouldn't say they weren't getting along, but, they, but it was uh, just, a, just a point. They were ready for somebody to come in here and, and right. kind of be here on a daily basis, so that was me, and mm. I had... Graduated college uh, with a history degree, and that my dad always said, "In a dollar fifty, get you a cup of coffee." Um, yeah, but those who do not learn from history are condemned to repeat it. That's exactly right. So that becomes incredibly. At least I have found yeah. in the business world is if you don't understand why things are the way yeah. they are, it makes it harder for you to navigate moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and it was uh, it was just a great experience. And one of the partners here became my mentor for several years. And I'm, I mean, that's something that uh, I would encourage anybody to either find a mentor or be a mentee and uh, really try to extract as much information and, and give as much information as you can because his his time with me was very valuable. He passed about ten ten plus years ago, mm. uh, but. Spending that time with him was was really how I educated myself in this particular business. So, uh, but yeah, early on you, you have some challenges, especially if, if you're second generation or third generation in any company. You've got legacy employees that you've got to show to them that they can trust that you're going to be able to run this company. And that's that was a big challenge as a young a young person uh, coming into you know a company that had been around for you know 15 plus years at that time in this company. Uh, and I think we had about. 20, 25 employees, and a lot of them had been there from the beginning. Right. And you know, having to prove to them that I was the person to take this to the next level. How did you prove to them that you were not going to sink the ship? A couple things. I'm hands-on, right? I never ask an employee to do something I'm not willing to do. So early on, I was the guy helping to put boxes on racks, pull boxes, get get boxes out of an old shed from a customer, and, and bring them in here. So very hands-on. Um, we expanded a lot. We grew a lot, uh, added hundreds of thousands of boxes to our uh, account portfolio over, over those years, and you know we continue to. Uh, we've added our shredding division, our mobile shredding division. We didn't do any mobile shredding when I stepped in. We've got six plus trucks now. Uh, three years ago, we purchased our biggest competitor in town, which was Bark at the time. They did mobile shredding, and now they're. Um, their accounts and their units and their employees came over and they're working with us and that's been a that's been a really great acquisition on our end we've pivoted to uh, the medical waste disposal business so we have a, a new company that I bought about two years ago called prime medical disposal 
we saw a need in this community for medical waste disposal services. We're, we're the only one in town doing it, and we've gotten really good at that product. But the key in all of this <clears throat> is that you're demonstrating through proven performance that you have your employees' best interests at heart long term. Certainly. So we're very proud. We have a lot of employees that are legacy employees. I mean, we've, we've got, I think we've got two or three people here now that have been here since day one. Um, several of our office staff have been here for 10 years. Uh, uh, warehouse supervisor, shred supervisor, they've all been here longer than me. Right. So a lot of long-term employees and, you know, on the moving company, it's the same way. Um, our office manager's been there for almost 40 years. Uh, we've got We've got people who are movers that have been here for 25 years in the moving business. It's a tough business. Right. And they've stayed with our company that long. Um, and, and to me, that says a lot about our company and, and the way we run it and the atmosphere that we, we try to protect. One of the questions I often ask, and off camera, Michael was uh, kidding me about this a little bit, which is what is the one piece of advice that you give over and over again that nobody listens to? So when you ask me that question, the, the, the one piece of advice that I, I kind of give to people, and I, I try not to give a lot of advice. <laughs> but we're on a business show, advice, so you can. <laughs> you get what you pay for when it comes to advice. So, um, but owning your real estate, I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. And it's a very, it's a, it seems like a monumental task for some people who don't, who are renting. Uh, but if you've been in a space and you've been renting it for 20 years, you could have paid it down and you could own it. And that's your, that's a, that's... Why is that important? Control. You know, uh. in, in this business, we control our real estate. We don't have landlords that can, that can raise our rent on us, uh, you know, just because they feel like it. So or kick you out. Or kick us out whenever we feel like more. it. So we own all of our real estate. In the moving side, we own... We own the warehouse that our moving companies and we lease out the extra space until we need it for growth. And, and same with here, we own all of, our, all of our real estate. And that was kind of a vision, and I've talked to you about this before, is, is recognizing we're, we're kind of in the real estate business first. And that's, that's sort of an evolution of, of you know, the product that, we've, you know, that we offer. Mm -hmm. so, so we continue to grow that, that side of it in our, in our personal portfolios and, and as a business. And, and whenever we grow, we, we utilize uh, you know, favorable sets of financing for business owners. So and that's something that I would encourage everybody to go out and look at. And all of this breeds confidence. And we'll be right back. The reason we're here with Michael Hansen, the president of Advanced Data Storage, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. They reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and they wanted to find out, as a third-generation owner, how do you put your stamp on the business without making it go bankrupt? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Michael Hansen, the president of Advanced Data Storage, and our visionary question comes from Tyler who asks, I started my second business and I told myself that I would make time for my family over the business, but my old habits are falling back in. What do you do so you don't lose your family to the business? That's a great question. And you know, times things have changed over the years too. So I, I'll kind of step back. My grandfather started the moving side of our company 50 right. years ago, 
and he came to America from Denmark as, a, as an immigrant, painted, did a few different things, and he started that company, and that was all he did. And he worked seven days a week, 14 hours a day, whatever, whatever it took to put food in the table. My dad did the same thing, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, God bless them for, for that. I look at my life a little bit differently, and I look at more of a marathon than a, than a sprint in that regard, right? So, How so? Spending time with my family is very important to me. You know, I want to have dinner with my kids. I want to, I want to be able to go to their, their games as they get a little older. Right now, they're, they're young. They're, they're uh, six and four. But spending time with my family is, is at the top of my priority list. Um, so how do you carve out or make that delineation between business mm -hmm. and family? Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so easy. No, we do, but that's my wife is a professional. Also, she's she's incredibly motivated. She's a professional, and we and, and we get a lot of feedback from each other. So the time I get to spend with my wife is just as valuable to me as it is spending time with other professionals and other business networks and things like that. Um, I learn a lot from my relationship with my wife and my kids. So it's just as important for me to spend that time with them. I get as much um, out of them from, business, from the business perspective uh, as I do as being a father. So it is very important in that regard. What have you learned being a husband and a father that you apply to your business? You know, a lot of it comes down to legacy, hmm. right? What, what am I doing for my kids? What am I doing for my community? What am I doing for my wife um, in the long run, right? It's not just about me. It's not just about what I want. It's about what am I setting up to help? What, is, what, what are the opportunities I'm affording for my children uh, in the future? And what are they going to say about me when I'm gone? And that's, that's important to me is, is that legacy. Um, I, look back at, I look back at my father and, and the sacrifices he made and my grandfather and, and uh, you know, some of the sacrifices that you know, they all made, and uh, I look and say, what am I doing for my kids? What am I doing for my kids' kids? So, that's important. You and your father and your grandfather uh, have grown and expanded the moving businesses sure. and the data storage and the medical waste businesses, but this is not something you can pay for cash. Sure. So. Financing is, a, is tricky, right? So right. The, there's the term cash is king, right? Right. Uh, a lot of people think they've got a banking relationship because they have a checking account. You know, for example, my grandfather started the checking account at Bank of America 50 years ago, and it was a checking account. <laughs> right. And anytime they needed a truck, he saved the money, he paid cash. Anytime they needed a, any new equipment, he paid cash. They paid cash for their buildings as they went along. So. Um, Several years back, when I went to do our first real estate deal, we went to three different banks that turned us down because my, my dad had no credit history. Paid everything cash. Everything was cash. Right. right. So went to three different banks, and they all, they all said no, basically, right. um, for this particular deal. And we, we went to Mission Bank, and at the time, uh, A.J. Anton Giovanni was, was a relationship guy at the time, and now he's a really good friend and the, and the president. Uh, but he said, I'll take a chance with you guys. And it's been a wonderful relationship ever since. And when I need them, they're right there. So that's the difference between just having a bank and having a banking relationship is you've got to create, you've got to create a, 
a history of credit with them, the ability to, to pay back on loans, and uh, you know, just establish that relationship. And there's nothing more important than understanding good debt and good finance and uh, having a relationship with your bank. I'd like to explore that for a moment okay. because this is a concept that I run into a lot with business owners. Mm -hmm. They view taking out a loan with a bank mm -hmm. as bad debt. Sure. And wh why would you spend money on a bank loan and the interest involved with that when you can pay cash for the truck? Mm -hmm. why, why is this not such a good thing? And y yes, you, you mentioned about the, having the credit history for when you have to buy big things. Depending on your company's margins or whatever it is, but let's just say you've got a company that, that has a 10% margin, but you can get a vehicle loan at 45 or 5%. I mean, you've, you've got that margin right there. And right. That, and that's just simple math. And for me, I have comfort in having cash in the bank, and that's a very important lesson that I learned early on in the, the financial crisis in the mid-2000s was the importance, and, and thank God that the partners in this, this company, they kept cash in the bank, and that was a really good feeling. You sleep good at night knowing you've got cash in the bank and you've got debt you can service without a problem. You take short-term loans on, on assets that are depreciating, and uh, you just make sure that you're smart with, with your financing. And a good banker is not gonna put you in a situation that can harm you. And that is where the relationship comes from. Completely. What makes you wake up every morning and open the company? There's several things, but but for me, it's maximizing potential, right? It's, How so? I want to make sure when when all is said and done that I did everything I possibly could. You know, for my family, I, I reached every goal I could possibly reach. I did everything I could for my employees uh, in the business, and um, I just don't want to leave anything on the table. I want to make sure that I'm I'm waking up every single morning. I'm learning as much as I can. I'm surrounding myself with um, with people that I can learn from. Uh, reading a lot of books, listen to a lot of podcasts, and just continue to educate myself to make sure that that when I'm when I'm out there working and I'm I'm doing my thing, I'm succeeding. So, if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, best way to do it. You can call my office, 661-397-3193, advancedstatastorage.com. That's our website. Uh, and my personal email is mhanson at advancedstatastorage.com. So if you want to send me an email and get in touch with me that way, you can. Also, uh, social media, again, I don't know much about it, but Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we're all over the place. So. Well, Michael, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. What part of no don't you understand? Earlier in this episode, Michael Hansen and I were talking about the things that you should say no to in your business so that you can say yes to your family. 
And when we were editing this episode, I came across that segment again, and I was reminded of a very heated argument between my mother and my younger sister. Now, this was during a time where my sister was a very much a rebellious teenager, and my mother, well, she's a grammarian and an English teacher. And at one point during the argument, my mother exclaimed, what part of no don't you understand? The K or the W? I'm sure this is a very common thing that happens between mothers and daughters in, in the heat of an argument. But like I said, my mother is a grammarian and an English teacher. And obviously this thought has stuck with me through all these years. What part of no don't you understand? The K or the W? It's a new year, it's a new beginning, it's a new month. It's also a time where we start thinking about all the things that we've said no to in the past because we didn't know them. And now maybe is a time where we need to reflect and take a look at the situation, the person, the thought, the idea, and think about maybe no is not something that we've known. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Michael Hansen, the president of Advanced Data Storage. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And I'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.